Hello, you're listening to Come Ride With Me, a podcast about stunt-filled shows full of heroes. I'm James Dorrington, and I'm your expert. And I'm James Baker, I'm your newcomer. This week we watched Karma Rider 01, episodes 21 and 22. And... everyone and shout out to the philippines bringing us the number three podcast in the philippines yes wow, salamat right? salamat guys really appreciate it uh i actually uh snooped on our rate rankings on chartable uh last week and i saw that we were like number three in the philippines and for tv reviews and some other high ranking too and i forgot to text uh other james about it he hit me up the following morning so you know we were kind of on the same wavelength about that i'm pretty stoked about that and uh thank you guys so much for you know checking out the pod yeah if like podcasts like rating it's kind of like um when people like in like movies are watching horror movies and like they're looking through their eyes it's like you don't want to look but you do and then you're like oh <laughs> that was good that was nice i like that, that yeah kind of that, was, that was a good surprise for sure yeah and um like we would um absolutely love if like um like any of our like um listeners from the philippines like um know like a podcaster like youtuber that they might like to hear in the show just like let us know you know yeah please and i'm actually going to the philippines this year uh my girlfriend is filipino and uh i love all the food and looking for some recommendations on places to go while i'm there so uh make sure you hit me up you know where to find me at popcornet on uh twitter Instagram and Facebook. And um, like speaking of um, some ways that maybe uh, some people aren't as popular around the world, um, Parasite won an Oscar but faced a hell of a lot of backlash. And that's like one of my like main points for the week. So, yeah, um, I was kind of surprised by how much backlash it was. Uh, I'm not sure exactly <laughs> what you saw, but what I've been seeing was like a lot of people were upset that it won Best Foreign Film and Best Picture. Um, and I don't understand why people are so upset. That's like saying the best food in America can't be tacos or <laughs> it can't be Italian food because it's not from America. Like, I really don't get it. And then it's that demographic of people being upset. And I saw a lot of the geek culture, nerd culture guys being mad that it won because they wanted Joker to win so bad because it reflected on issues like mental health and other things like that. But Parasite touched on class and. I guess it's to each his own, but what have you been hearing as far as backlash for Parasite? I think um, it's like threefold. It's um, um, like it's like it's oh, here's this movie that I want to win. It's it's a foreign film, and then there's like subtitles. And I think um, one thing is a foreign film. If it's not like qualified, it's not best American movie. There's nothing qualifying to say you can't win best foreign film and best film. In fact, it's kind of proving the legitimacy of the academy that that could happen you know and um i don't get why people are so hung up over like subtitles like personally like i would much rather hear something performed with the emotion it's meant to and not somebody doing their best work dubbing but having to fit into like what is like already there for like the image part like it's like just like a different thing like i think that like 
people should kind of get over subtitles because outside of like a few like cases for disability and that kind of thing, it's not a hassle really to just read while you're watching to actually pay attention while you're watching something, you know? Yeah. I, I don't know if it's just me because I'm so used to reading subtitles, like mm-hmm. being a fan of anime and, you know, dabbling in Korean films and other films that require subtitles every now and then. But for me personally, it helps me concentrate a lot more. That's for damn sure. I don't, it's not something that you could like casually watch on your couch and, you know, g- get on your phone or, uh, get up and go to the bathroom and hurry right back. Like that's why I love watching things with subtitles sometimes because it forces me to, you know, immerse myself into the film. Um, I just feel like the reaction that's coming out of, um, of people from after the Oscar nominations and the awards and everything is just, it really fits into the stereotype that Americans are lazy. <laughs> Pretty much. That's what it's coming down to. Like I saw this one funny video Oh, this guy raging in his room saying that. Yeah, that one. <laughs> saying that, uh, what the fuck is Parasite anyway? Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, that's just ignorant. Like, you can't really say a film is trash if you haven't seen it. And the kind of guy that would call other people NPCs, but just looks like a like generic like white dude in a hat with a beard. Yeah, he just <laughs> he just really embarrassed himself um, with that whole rant. Um, I mean, I got some of the points we're here saying, but at the end of the day, he was just talking shit about a film that he hasn't even seen. And I'm pretty sure if he's seen it, maybe he would change his mind about it. Maybe not. He seemed like a big comic book guy. He really was pushing for Joker to win, but um, he went viral. And I'm pretty sure that's what he was attempting to do. <laughs> did he go viral for a good reason, though? He did not go for a good reason viral, I don't think. Well, he didn't like, <laughs> spread himself well. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he got a lot of smoke from that too but uh I've, i actually seen that guy's channel um just from watching comic book stuff and he's not always like that but uh i think he was really upset <laughs> about joker but uh yeah it just it just surprises me how people react and it was such an, a historic night i was so happy for bong jung ho and the whole crew for actually getting you know just do like we pretty much had 1917 filled in for best picture of the year not honestly did not think it was best picture of the year um technically it was amazing and the cinematography was really good but as far as a narrative and entertaining and it was not that and for that to have won by default would have been a tragedy and i'm finally good that the oscar the oscars are seeming like they're in their, taking a step forward in the right direction as far as you know having joaquin phoenix win best actor and parasite win best picture so hopefully this is the sign of things to come in the future because a lot of people have been out of the Oscars just because of their track record. So hopefully. Yeah, like it's like a good mark. Like there's still a lot of issues, but like it like felt good. It was like, oh, this feels like um, institution meeting reality kind of thing. Which right. Is nice. But no, like um, what have you been looking at this week? Uh, this week, um, yesterday, I actually picked up an anime that I've been having my eyes on for a couple of weeks now. Uh, I just wrapped up my rewatch of Cowboy Bebop, and it was amazing. Uh, I'm looking forward to the Netflix adaptation. At the same time, I'm not. <laughs> but uh, I found this anime on this cool list on IBDM uh, a couple of weeks ago, and it's called uh, Back Kano. Okay. Um, it's from the guys that created Doradora. Uh, I haven't watched that, but I've heard about it. But uh, it pretty much follows... A ass load of characters, um, pretty much on this train that has like 
um, some kind of craziness going on right now. I'm only episode four, but I'm really enjoying it. Um, I heard some really good things about it. And the first episode is fucking confusing as fuck, but it's designed to be that way because it slowly starts to put pieces together. Um, and it's a unique way of storytelling. Like it's not chronological. Uh, it takes place over three years. It's like 1930, 1931 and 1932. So it's pretty much hopping in between those timelines and you're slowly starting to figure out what the hell is going on with the story. And I'm really enjoying it so far. Um, uh, I think the post that I read about it that made me get into it said it was a five episode requirement to, before you should drop it. And I'm on episode five right now and I'm going to continue it. But so far, so good. I'll give an update once I finish it. Um, what have you been watching, man? Yeah, um, for me, it's been actually um, like I've been going back to the first season of Fargo. And I um, so I had like this um, time in college, like where I like went abroad for a little while and I was like just um, leaving and I was like really sad. And like I ended up like watching like the first like two or three episodes like of that first season, like on the plane from Iceland to like New York. And I was like, okay. So like in my head, like I always like match that feeling of like sadness and that feeling of just like cold and that feeling of like leaving experience to Fargo. And like, I just like hadn't watched it forever. And I was like, okay, like I need to actually go and watch this show that I really liked just because like it's separated from like that certain like experience, you know? And it's mm-hmm. like a, like, it's like brilliant. Like I have like no people love um, each season, but also like, um, that first season something it does very well is it um i like breaking bad people talk about um how walter white is this like slow burn kind of like showing of how good intentions and like a good person can become like the worst this show like does that and it's like first season like oh um like martin like freeman's character lester very well where it just shows oh how quickly you can go from somebody who has your sympathy and kind of is put upon in certain ways to using that as justification to just kind of be the worst. And it's just a great, it's like a like wonderful season of just like a very understated, like very fun drama. I have to pick it up. Uh, I don't know why I haven't watched it yet. I've always heard good things about it. Um, How many seasons does Fargo have? The fourth season is premiering soon, but I think there's like a couple of years between seasons, depending on it. Okay. So it's one continuous story or are they like chopping it up in like different casts and stuff like that? Each season is like a different, era and like cast okay. and like place which and like yeah it's like a very good show so season one is pretty much like the the, the best season for you um i haven't watched the rest and i've kind of just like now i want to go so i think um season two is kirsten dunce season one's martin freeman season three i think is um crap what's his name uh for obi-wan <laughs> kenobi oh you're mcgregor <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> well, like, like it has like a like big cast because it is like the Cohen brothers making like a ten episode season. I actually heard a funny story, not to get off topic, but it was like uh I listened to a pod and they're talking about Birds of Prey and they're referring to Margot Robbie and Ewan McGregor not having a lot of screen time together. And supposedly they were in a relationship during Fargo. Oh, Margot Robbie was in Fargo or just Yeah, it was something about he was married and uh, something happened or some shit like that. And I was thinking about Birds of Prey. I'm like, yeah, they really didn't have that much screen time together. So I got to dig up this juicy gossip of what happened. I don't know if McGregor was like married and he cheated with Robbie or if they were married. But uh, 
I can't remember how the pod went, but yeah, they didn't share that much screen time with uh, Birds of Prey. I would not be surprised if like how quickly Margot Robbie became massive if there are some people that have like hurt feelings or like mixed feelings that maybe aren't like her fault kind of thing because like she in like what like two or three years became like a top star yeah like, producing everything. that is a good point because people love drama and they're like oh this is the chick that was hooking up with Ewan McGregor let's put her in a movie <laughs> yeah just um she probably went from somebody like people didn't really consider beyond just like oh like, you're like a model or whatever to like being in everything and being like a producer and everything. So yeah, but no, um, let's actually um like switch over because this week we're talking about Common Rider Zero One, Twenty One, and Twenty We're back, and we are looking at Comrade Zero One, Episode Twenty One, Objection That Trial. So, James, what do you think of this episode to start off this like pair? Uh, as a pair, this is probably my least favorite episode. Um, I still enjoyed it, but it's my least favorite out of the two. As in whole, mm-hmm. I, I like this arc so far. Um, I like the court case vibe. Um, trying to piece together who actually is wrong in the case. And a uh, cool fight scene with Arudo. We haven't really seen him dislit in a long time. And it was finally good to see Arudo give Thouser a match. How about you? Yeah, like the basic summary here is that um, for like Arudo, he gets kind of like played. He gets played by a guy who plays on his belief in people. It says, hey, you should totally uh, have the next round of our like game competition be to see who can get this person like jailed or like not jailed and like it's like um in japan like i think like their trial system it's very rare for people that get to the point where they're being prosecuted to be defended and to like get off without like jail time like it's just like proportionally just like a very different thing than here so like it just like felt like oh this is exactly the kind of thing you you can do to mess with aruto is say hey don't you believe in the good of people in a way where like he's at like like a major like disadvantage by believing that mm-hmm. like this as like okay like side plot of oh it's like a marriage fraud thing it's like fun like it's just a very competent like subplot like to that larger plot that's going on and yeah um that new raider is good <laughs> like that um like lion that was a yeah cool what do you call design. it a lion freak How the like dynamite lion yeah yeah they had a sick attack too, dynamite blonde or dynamite, dynamiting blonde. I can't talk today. <laughs> well, yeah, that was a pretty sick uh, attack with the Gatling gun. Um, I thought it was pretty funny whenever it threw the dynamite at Arudo and Fua, and they just stared at the dynamite and like they exploded. I thought that was a cool scene. But uh, yeah, the the uh, characters are pretty cool too. The prosecutor Ichimoro, uh, Bingo, or no, that's uh, defender. My bad. Yeah, the prosecutor Ichimoru that was working with guy and uh, Bingo was pretty cool too. Um, I like that his little, I guess I'm gonna call it a quirk, was that he could detect who, who's lying or not. That was pretty cool. I thought that uh, it was gonna turn out like somebody figured out a way to beat his detecting or his lie detecting system, but it was pretty solid throughout. Um, 
I love when we see like a doom monster that just like is like oh like the scale is like turning up and like there's more dangerous monsters or like what have you and when like this raider is going against like um both Bua and like Aruto like maxed out like full power and like beating them I was like oh wow like yeah like things are like definitely kind of like starting to like get out from like their control now that like they can't like reliably just dominate you know yeah this has been happening a lot to them who was the last one uh splashing well or something like that Mm -hmm. pretty much put up a good fight against him as well um yeah the stakes are starting to raise a little bit higher um you're starting to feel like like some more upgrades are starting to slowly start to happen and uh i forgot to mention uh the little interaction between uh izu and fua uh, did you catch that when she was like, "Do you believe you're a gorilla?" Because <laughs> he's yeah. always trying to <laughs> open his uh, pro guys key the incorrect way. <laughs> that was pretty funny. I like that. But uh, yeah, overall, it was it was a pretty fun episode. Um, a lot of mystery, a lot of misdirection, some cool action scenes, and uh, overall, nothing really crazy happens until the next episode. But this was a good episode to set up what's to come. And they fake us out for like the past two episodes the human in the competition has been the one who's been the raider and that kind of thing. And like having like this person like spec show up and that kind of thing. So it was like a lot of just, um, here's us just showing you that we aren't going like now that we have like established this pattern, we're going to do different things with it too, which is fun. Um, when they set up the court case, um, between, uh, I believe Mm -hmm. it was Yoto and Chiharu. Yep. Uh, did you believe that uh, Yoto was actually um, behind it, or <sighs> at this point, who did you believe? At that point, I on? kind of thought like um, he was telling the truth and that he was not behind it and like had been hacked or whatever, just because that was what made sense of the main plot. Like, but also like it would have been like really fun if it was like a misdirect, like just to hurt Aruto more to be like, ha ha ha, I'm guy, yeah. I fucked up. Yeah. Before. I wanted to believe him too, but something in the back of my head didn't want to because I figured, okay, uh, Aruto's going to lose another case because this guy was lying the whole time. But the story seemed pretty believable from his perspective. Um, I also wanted to ask you, what was your reaction whenever a uh, guy pulled out that Zetsumurai? Oh, belt? yeah. Just let's bring that up. Just <laughs> way to tell on yourself, man. Because if they also find out that, um, was it this episode or next episode where they find out that guy was the one who taught human gear is evil. Okay. Yeah. Cause like, uh, just, um, he's showing that he knows what's going on. And like, he has some like relationship. It's like, what's going on when he can't make bingo like berserk. So he's just like, I guess I'm going to corrupt you kind of thing. And like, Aruto gets mad here. He gets like, yeah, we haven't really yeah. seen him like this. And also like, this was like a, I wouldn't say a complete 180, but remember, the last arc, whenever I forget the guy's name, the florist, uh, he got caught cheating. And remember, I was in a camp of remember when guy showed up and he was like, "Oh, he cheated, so let's redo it the right way." And yeah. you didn't believe that shit at all. I fell for it. This motherfucker don't care about winning or losing the right way. He just wants to win. <laughs> and for him to go that far as to actually put the belt on Bingo and transform him, that was pretty wild. And just, like, Arto is so mad here that he's, like, doing that, like, 
very anime thing of like powering up and fighting evenly and everything and like being like so much stronger and like guy is goading him the whole time just like um he says you're no better than a defective human gear and like props like to, to this actor because like for most comrade actors like for the main character or like main cast like for arto for example this is like his first time really acting but he's definitely like come into his own with this kind of like very childish rage where he's like immature but he's angry and he's like trying to like stick to his like ideals he's very believable as like he's kind of losing control of his emotions as his character in the past few episodes he just yeah, goes off that, yeah that was good uh thanks for pointing that out i really didn't realize that we haven't really seen that before um i've been hearing some complaints about um this whole contest that they're having that is k- taken away from the actual development of the characters. And I do feel like it's true to a certain extent, but moments like this actually help create, you know, character development. Like you see that what really makes Aruto mad and you see why we all really do hate guy in situations like this. But overall, like this whole little contest is entertaining, but I do like moments like this where we actually get some kind of character development and we get to see what makes the other person tick. And it's just like cool too to see, oh, like these are some people who are are due to acting that we've seen like in real time become better at it and become like competent and, and like in these characters, which is like it's like a um cool thing. It's like a fan of a common rider would like you'll see like a returning actor for like a movie that's like just back with their cameo and they just embody that role in a way where like, oh, they spent a year just like we spent a year, just kind of like <laughs> doing this progress kind of thing it's really fun yeah and um their fight um here transitions into episode 22 he's he's he still didn't do it where they're still fighting and um guy steals the power of shining like assault like hopper like the shine system which is that like fighting like tail kind of thing mm-hmm. and he that was an that was an awesome fight scene too like to see him use the I guess it's like the crystals they use. I forget the name of the, the attack, but it was really cool to see them pretty much mirror each other's attacks and keep going at each other's necks. And um, the fight ended in a draw, which was okay. Uh, it was a cool fight scene, and we really didn't have to have someone dominate the whole thing. It was a really cool fight scene. It was in a draw, but also like Guy very much seemed like he could have like kept going. He was just like, you're right, pissed now. I'm going to like let you like simmer in this shit now like i'm gonna let you like not be beaten not win like he just leaves aruto super just kind of like off balance here and like he's on like stolen every progress keys power now too which is a lot too or like he just kind of has the advantage like here he's like in like chess terms winning this like war this point yeah at this point he's pretty much in a driver's seat and He's about to take another leap because uh, they revealed that Yua and Guy are actually creating a forbidden key to, uh, was it to lock Zero One system? Um, to lock his systems, like, but also like to break Arto mentally, I thought, like, to crush his ideals. Mm-hmm. And yeah, um, they go like to the old like Metsu Bojinra like apartment lab, like in the lake and they make it and like they use like all the powers of like the past keys again here we get more of Yuo, like who's in the background in her her slow burn just kind of doing what's expected of her which like since we've learned that guy's 45 i really do get the sense that he's some kind of 
guardian <laughs> figure to her more and more because she mm-hmm. just keeps doing things for him that she does not agree with and it just like seems very like daughterly to me like I, you know yeah i get it this um trial keeps on going but they get the help from fua and yeah I was a little upset that they made Bingo come back again. I mean, what what's the point in destroying the the human gear of the week if you're just gonna bring them back the next episode? And this time they didn't even mention like <laughs> bringing him back. I believe in the last episode, God was like, "Do you have a backup for this one too?" And Aruto never replies, and then he's he uh, Thouser destroys Bingo, and then first thing we see next episode was Bingo. Still the same human gear. Like, I don't understand what's the point in destroying the human gear and bringing him right back. Why not destroy him in the next episode instead of the first episode of the arc? I don't understand what the point is at this point. Yeah, and also was spectacle. Like part of the thing though that like the drivers that hack them corrupt their data and they can't be backed up. Wasn't that something that they said in the first arc? So yeah, it's kind of it, weird to me. It, it's honestly starting to bother me. Like I'm just like. I'm just starting to re- really get annoyed about <laughs> about the whole thing, and hopefully they get away from that when it once they get out of this little contest and yeah. raise the stakes a little bit when you know it gets towards the end. But it's to the point, like I said, they're not even bringing up or even showing Aruto going back to hidden intelligence and you know making a new bingo. He's just showing up like nothing happened. So I just had to get that rant out of the way. It's just making me super mad. What do you think of the way they like um the next thing they do is they talk to like to Harobi and um he's very much like having his like weird like moment where he realizes there's things he can't say or can't tell them and he's like not fully in control of himself. Yeah, they walked in and they um Aruto pretty much still pissed off about guy and he asks Harobi um how the hell does <laughs> guy have a Zetsumarize key and he fucking just goes crazy like mm-hmm. that was some good acting as well like he was really like on a full floor in a straight jacket just raging and uh it says that guy must have found a way to use the arc's powers um which is fucking wild and uh he's of the age to actually uh have done something when they first made you know Zaya and all that stuff. So I don't know exactly what's going on. What do you think? Well, we see that um Guy did introduce to the arc um human evil, like kind of in like a like a very like fifth element kind of here's a bunch of concepts that you were not introduced to to kind of mess with your concept of self. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like it's like that whole like it's like I like kind of implied that a major factor in daybreak happening was that like system that was just meant to like neutrally allow for like human gears to come online and like exist. It's like also corrupted by like the evils of man kind of thing. Like it's like, Oh, um, God made like man from clay, but he could not like remove his own fingerprints from it kind of thing, which is like, it's like a very cool, like metaphor wise, but also guy just is so insecure. He, he can't even let like AI, doctors be made without being like ah maybe i should just teach them murder you know (laughs) uh i heard a good theory that um the arc is actually playing guy like the arc already calculated all this stuff and it's using guy as a puppet and guy that is guy is so cocky and so full of himself that he doesn't even realize he's being played by the arc how do you feel about that i don't think 
guy's the ultimate big bad or like in control of everything. I definitely think that he thinks he is and he has the power at the moment, but he's going to get um, the reality kind of crashing down on him of what's really going on and like the scope of the arc's ability or power. And I can't fucking wait. I fucking hate this guy. <laughs> Never liked this character at all. Ever. Yeah. Like, I just like want to do like, uh, just like, oh, this fucking guy. This fucking. But yeah, his <laughs> name. But no. That's exactly what it is. He's a fucking guy. For real. Uh, and they kind of um continue like the trial from here and you get like the help from Fua. And Fua gets like a really cool like split screen like Mission Impossible thing with Bingo where he's like having Bingo scan that yeah, detective like relying that was as cool. Bingo's losing like the trial. Yeah. That was cool. He's like, is this guy lying? And he's like, bingo. <laughs> I think that's what he said. Something corny like that. I and then like Fua this. cracks his neck and beats the shit out of this guy. <laughs> he's just yeah. like, oh. Gotta love Fua. He keeps it real. Yeah, just like, just like, all right. I, yeah, know I thought the guy would have put, I thought he would have put up a bigger fight than that, but uh, I guess he did transform into the, the lion freak again towards the end. Uh, but that whole plot to us was really good. Um, I don't know if I was just shocked that it was, uh, I think his name was Narusawa, the detective. The prosecutor? Or like uh, the... The detective yeah. that was actually right, yeah. behind it. I was surprised <laughs> that it was him. Um, I don't know why I was so surprised. I guess I wasn't really going into this trying to solve a case. I usually am trying to figure out who the hell did it, but since I watched these back-to-back, I was kind of like, you know, immersed into the show. And sometimes it's kind of good to watch a show like that versus trying to figure out everything that's going on before it happens. But uh, when it, once it was re- revealed that uh, he did it to improve his arrest rate, I'm like, this mm-hmm. fucking guy, I fucking hate dirty cops. <laughs> they introduced but, and named a character during like a mystery. Of course, it's like, I mean, that guy or like, it, if it's not like, it's like a huge like subversion though. But yeah, like he just like, seems sketchy because he was just like too like characterized i felt like to not be involved in the plot you know yeah but for, for some reason i thought it was the actually the prosecutor i still thought it was him because in the previous episode we have the prosecutor or not the prosecutor but the antagonist so insecure about you know losing to a human gear that he actually attacked um said human gear and i thought it was following the same story beats you know, yeah. like, I'm like, okay, it's doing the same thing over. But they actually, like you said, they subverted me and they switched it to the next character. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, they got me. So I did like that overall in this arc that they actually didn't try to be cookie cutter per episode. So it was, it was a fun twist. And this, um, like, um, this prosecutor is actually, like, the good guy here. Because when he finds out there's, like, a mistrial, he says, yeah. I insist. It's a mistrial. Don't let that- this happen right now. Like, let's start again right now. Which is cool. Yeah. Super fun. I'm glad they're starting to switch things up and not be so predictable because that's one thing that <laughs> makes me want to like drop a show or makes me, you know, kind of like not ex- excited to, you know, do a pod about this. Is that if it's the exact same thing every episode? And I'm glad they actually took the effort in the writer's room and was like, you know, you know, let's, it may be predictable, but let's, you know, let's put a little different spin on it. So congrats to those guys. And then uh, from there, we get like, um, Belt gets stolen back by that detective and he like transforms them and the whole like fight scene happens and um we see the forbidden key and this form and we see the like rise of metal cluster hopper so what do you think about this form this like debut uh i really liked it um a lot it was a lot 
<clears throat> it was a really good build up. Um, Rudo just now figured out that guy is actually teaching the arc, you know, about the malice of humanity. And like you said, a uh, guy finally broke a Rudo and he inserted the metalized key into his belt and he turns into metal cluster. Um, what is the like very sexy suit? It's a very good suit. This was one of the only times during this whole podcast that I ever stayed until, you know, the, the trailer for the next episode. And I fucking regretted it. I'm like, oh my God, I'd have been a bigger surprise if I didn't see it. But overall, it was a really cool suit. Very sleek. Uh, fucking powerful as hell. He beat everybody's ass without even moving from one spot. He choked the hell out of Guy, which I loved. And he almost destroyed him. But then Fua saved, you know, Guy because, you know, plot armor. But uh, I like the suit. Um, I think the silver and the yellow goes pretty well together. Um, I would like to see it in a little bit mobile versus like standing still on the spot. But uh, what would you think? He was basically like Magneto Gara, just like, I'm going to fuck you up. That's, like, you're yeah, not going to hit Gaara. me. Gara. That's exactly what it was. It was more like Gara. Yep. The whole time, like, I was just like slowly, like, kind of like in my head, like chanting, just like berserk form, berserk form, berserk form. It's like, one of the best things in the Kamen Riders, once in a while, they'll have like a berserk form like this, where it's just like, oh shit. Oh, this <laughs> is the berserk control. form? Yeah, like it's kind of like, um, like, there's been like a couple examples where it's like, oh, I got this thing and I put it in my belt and then I kill my best friend because I didn't control it. So was Aruto actually in control or was this the arc using Aruto's, I guess, physical body? I kind of like, he wasn't moving or fighting. He was just like, Standing still, right? That's what. That's why I, I'm kind of under the impression that it was the arc that was actually, yeah, um, using Aruto's body to actually, you know, as a physical uh, avatar. Because you see, like it, like like the metal coming off his body and like his body being exposed while he's mm -hmm. transformed. Like it was very much like, oh, you're just kind of an anchor for the various kind of thoughts and like the various kind of like. Uh, different personalities maybe that are like each hopper like it's, it's almost like a like hive mind where he's just kind of like rooting it in reality and like being like harmed by it while it is like just flying off and like maybe like when he gets some like control degree of it like he'll be much more of like a more static form because right now it's like just all like flying off of him and like that kind of stuff like gara but yeah so is this going to be like a suit he uses again or is this only for when he goes berserk? I think um, Guy said something about messing up his like ability to transform, I thought. So I think he might have to use this form. Like either because he can't use other forms or because there's like a bad enough bad guy or like guys about to like kill someone and he's like, oh shit, like I have to use this form even though I can't control it. Okay, because I avoided the, the trailer <laughs> for the next episode, so I don't know what's going to happen, but that'd be fun. No, like, I think he's going to have to, like, come to terms with this form. And basically, it's showing us that, like, the Ark is pain. The Ark is, like, a being entirely of, like, and, like, I guess, like, the words that, like, were, like, floating around were things like atrocity and hatred and that kind of stuff. And it's, like, a weird being made up of these concepts versus, like, Zaya being the more neutral form. And, like, I think that it's very interesting to see, oh, crap, here's this, like, super optimistic person just having to submerse himself like almost like a like to go back to naruto when he's like trying to like get some of like the like power from like the nine-tailed fox but he's being like 
just like submersed in rage and like corruption kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like it's a very cool way to go for like um, what so far like have been like the, the themes of the show. And yeah, like I like that it's like a form of a cost, you know, mm-hmm. and he does not look happy after using it. <laughs> he looks drained. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens after this. Uh, I think it ended with him saying that he can't use lose the guy. Seems like he's starting to take it a little bit more serious at a time. So um, good for him because he was getting his ass kicked and he finally kicked a uh, guy's ass. Even though it wasn't completely him, it was good to see Guy get his ass kicked. I predict that Guy is going to fake his own death just to fuck a fire toe. Be like, oh, you killed me. And then like show up at his funeral or something and be like, ha I wouldn't be surprised. I kind of wish the episode had ended with the end of that fight, but also I like that the last scene is for Izu trying to cheer him up and like like make a joke kind of thing when he's all depressed. Mm-hmm. That was a lot of fun. Like it like just felt like, oh, like this is like a natural next step to their character of like how to like cope with this major like trauma of this new form that is all rage and all hate kind of thing. Yeah, and she's pretty much full on human now. Like I don't even see her as a human gear anymore. Like I just see her as a regular person. Like she's reached like singularity plus one. And they've definitely done that just like from episode to episode, like gaining that momentum. And like, I would like to see, like, I would not be surprised if that maybe has some, un, like, if that soon has some unintended consequences, <laughs> like either on the side of good or maybe on the side of negative. But yeah, like, I think it, it, it's going to be a thing. There's this character so close to so many things that has their own will more and more. Yeah. And another thing that uh, I heard or that I picked up on, you know, on YouTube was that now Aruto's backed up to the hidden intelligence satellite and the arc. So back to the beginning of this pod, we always had a theory that he was actually going to be killed and brought back. So now he has two versions of himself that's existing in these, the satellite and the arc. So I'm pretty sure that'd be a plot point in the future. I would love to see like the dark zero one like version kind of thing. Yeah, that'd, that'd be, be sick. Yeah, I would like to see that too. So hopefully they use that. I'm pretty sure they did that for a reason. So we'll see. Yeah, because we don't really know. We kind of get the sense that there's an end point to this arc and that the overall story will be greater than this with like what the arc does and that going past guy. But we don't know what that is. So we have a lot of like longer term what will be the end point for these characters or like this plot questions like that we don't even like know what to go, like what the third or fourth arc is for the show, you know, mm-hmm. it's very exciting. Let's let people know what we are doing for next time though. Yeah. We're actually looking at Kamen Rider RX. RX. Yeah. yeah. Black RX and uh mass rider. We're going to compare the two and discuss those two uh, Toku shows on the next spot. So, should be fun, guys. If you um, haven't seen them yet, uh, James put me on YouTube. He told me that like, how many seasons is Mass Rider? I only saw one, but we were only Mass watching Rider's the first one season. Episodes, anyway. Yeah. Okay, so uh, the f- whole season one's on there, but we only watched the first two episodes of there. Um, maybe James has a source for RX. Yeah. Uh, so we watched Black last episode, and this is kind of like that like extension but we're kind of more focused on mass rider for next time that was the first time that common rider was adapted for an american audience and it was also canon with like mighty from power rangers it's a weird it, it's a weird artifact it definitely um it didn't 
perhaps like stand the test of time as well as Mighty Morphin. But no, it's just a very like um, we'll look at what does a sequel to this very popular like series mean with RX and then what is like adapting that without context and randomly and having it try to like fulfill all like to fulfill like all these like roles for um, Mast Rider is where it is like this like weird like he knows Alpha or whatever or like knows Zordon. So yeah, um, it's like a very interesting kind of like point to look at like in the history of like what Toku is. But yeah, so next time um, the first two episodes of Black RX and the first two episodes of Master Rider and Master Rider is on YouTube. I think most of the first season is. But yeah, um, where can people find you, James? You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at PopcoatNet. How about you, James? You can find me on Twitter at James Forge and the podcast at Common Ride With Me, CommonRideWithMe.com, and podcast at CommonRideWithMe.com for questions. If you want to be shouted out on the show, leave us a review on iTunes. And um, yeah, so what crimes could Arto commit this week? <laughs> oh, murder. Murder? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, watch Common Rider and commit murder. Ha, 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 ha.